So there's a specific direction you think the company needs to head. There's a priority that needs it, it like it needs to be this thing needs to be a priority or we've got to we've got to not do this. We need to do that instead. So you're feeling this passion, this energy, right? And it's all motivated by great intentions. And yet you cannot you can't seem to convince others around you inside the company. Maybe it's your boss or other leaders or your peers. You cannot seem to convince them that that's what we need to do. What do you do in that moment? Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. sure you don't miss an episode tap on the follow plus or subscribe button and you'll get two new episodes each week thanks for listening to the culture hacks podcast with russ hill oh man this (laughs) this episode describes so many experiences that i've had like this has happened so many times in my career working in the corporate world working in big companies. I like I it's so obvious to me that if we want to actually achieve that result, if we actually want to get there to that top of that mountain or we want to sell that much of this product or we want to develop this part of our services or whatever it is. If if we want to do that then it's absolutely obvious we have to stop doing this or start doing this or change out these people or make this shift or whatever it is. And so, especially somebody who is, you, you, you don't get, you, you, well, you usually don't get 20% from me. Like I'm either all in or I'm not in at all. It's zero or a hundred. Like it's not 20% or 60. It's all or nothing. That's like the kind of employee that I've been my entire life. And so when you, when I join your team or I join your company or your department or whatever, it's because I believe I, I, I like what we do or I, 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 um, I'm passionate about it. And so when you, as my boss or the leader or the CEO or the executive or whatever, you say, this is where we want to go. This is the future. Like I'm not, I'm not casually thinking about that. I am, I am picking up the flag, marching to the front lines, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go into battle. Like let's take let's take the incoming fire and let's go capture that hill. Right? And so many times in my career that's that's been me. And then I turn around, I'm like, uh, where did everybody else go? Like, oh, I thought my boss was like right behind me and I'm getting shot at from the competitor, the opposing army. Right. I'm like, OK, you guys provide me cover. OK, like we're really going to go take this. Show. And then I'm like, uh, like everybody, uh, did they hide in the woods? Like I'm, I'm the lone duck out here taking all the fire. I had a call today with somebody in this exact same situation. She was so frustrated. She uh, she emailed a few days ago and travel's been crazy, you all lately, like crazy. And um, which is really good. Like business is booming. We got lots of different companies and new companies we haven't worked with before that we're, we're on site with the executive team and have had all kinds of great, like incredible experiences in the last few weeks. And if you look at my calendar for the next few weeks, crazy all over the U.S., 
and uh, so many topics that I want to and experiences I want to share in future episodes in the next few episodes. Tons of material, right? So, um, so I'm in the middle of all that. I get the email from her. She says, "Russ, can can we connect? I've got to talk to you about this thing." And uh, and so we uh, we finally got a time on our calendars. It worked for her, worked for me, and we connected today. And she was just at her wit's end. And I'm going to dive into what she's dealing with and tell you how I have dealt with this kind of situation, because some of you are dealing with this right now in your career, or you will at some point. And, uh, or maybe you have in the past, and I want you to compare how you've reacted to it to what I'm going to suggest. Welcome in to the Culture Hacks Podcast. I am Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executive teams of some of the world's biggest companies, some of the world's most amazing companies. Uh, Wow. The diversity of industries that we've been on site uh, with in just the last few weeks is crazy. And I love it. It's what I'm passionate about. The principles of leadership are the same. In fact, that's, I got to do a whole episode about that because this was a, uh, gosh, where did that come up? Oh, I know it was with a, um, an executive born in the, well, I can't give away too many details. Let's just say he's, he's, uh, very tons of international experience. I met him yesterday in a zoom call. We're going to be on site and he's, uh, he's like, one of the one of the senior executives of this large corporation we just met him he just got hired and uh, we had such an interesting call and he was describing for me in this zoom call that he and i were doing uh, a 30 minute kind of catch up before we do this do this meeting uh, he was describing his professional experience and it was it was crazy like i worked in this industry and then that industry and then this industry and then that one and then I, this country and then that country and then this part of the world and then that part of the world and whatever it means seasoned veteran and, um, and, uh, and w- what we talked about at the end of our call, I'm like, you know what? You remind me of a principle that I believe in, which is solid leadership principles apply in every industry. It's why we can do what we do for a living. I don't know anything about your industry, maybe, or very little. I'm not the expert in it. Our firm isn't, we aren't experts in what you do or the industry or running a restaurant chain or making fighter jets or insuring people or running a hospital or a retail outlet or delivery or manufacturing or pharmaceutical drugs. Like we, we've never, we've not done that stuff, but we can bring value in the room because we know what works in leading people and how to get people to deliver the results you need them to deliver. So if you want to find out more about our firm, go to LoneRockConsulting.com or you can check out our leadership development tool at LeadIn30.com. Okay, which that's a whole, I got to do a whole update on that, on LeadIn30. Um, crazy, crazy stuff going on. Okay, so um, here's here's the deal. So passionate. Some of you can relate to what I'm talking about and some of you are like, uh, that's not me. And And that's okay. Um, but if you've got, (laughs) if you've got bold ambition and you really want to grow and you're not, you don't like being stagnant and, uh, then, then you got to have some passion. Like some of you, I've met some of you, right? And, uh, and, 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 and you're like, awesome. You're great people and you've got bold ambition, but you're not passionate enough. Like we're in the room with you or in a meeting with you or whatever. And they're like, you can't sense your passion. You got to have passion. Doesn't mean you got to be super emotional or whatever like that, but you, you've got to have passion and urgency 
Otherwise, that limits your ability to grow. You have these ambitious goals, and yet you're sitting over there like a wet noodle. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, that's another episode. So um, for those of you who are super passionate and and you're absolutely committed to delivering whatever the result is or you know what, what, whatever it is in the company, and sometimes you, uh, you run into a boss or a peer or um, an executive several levels up on the org chart or whatever it might be, and, and you're trying to, I'll just say the story, uh, in, in a, at a high level from this call that I had today. So this, this, uh, this, this executive inside of, and I got to be vague around a lot of this stuff, right? But, um, this executive inside a, a very large corporation, one of the, one of the 25 biggest companies as measured by revenue in the U S that's where she works. And she is a change agent and she's super passionate about what she does and she's very experienced and she's an up and comer. And, um, and one of the challenges she has is when she runs into people interacts with people who aren't as don't have the urgency she has. And so they have these, they have these meetings and they're talking about, this is what we're going to go accomplish. And they've got heavy goals, heavy expectations on the backs of, of these executives like her. And so she goes into these meetings and she's ambitious and she's urgent and she's passionate and she's saying, this is what we need to do. And she's running to people like, uh, yeah, we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah, I don't know if we're really going to do that. Yeah, I'm not sure. And she's like, wait, I'm like, I'm like going down. I'm in a raft, like going down whitewater rapids, trying to get through this um, incredible journey. And you're on a little inner tube sunbathing on the lazy river. Like, how, how are we coexisting in this same company? Like, are we actually committed? Are we actually committed to that goal that we talked about, that result that we have to deliver? Because if we are committed to it, then we need to move these mountains and we need to make these changes. And, uh, and, and she gets crickets. And so um, it, it causes frustration. And man, can I relate. Some of you can totally relate. Others of you just go along and listen to the story because you, you haven't experienced this. And I would challenge you that um, if you've got ambitious goals that you need to, you probably need to lean a little bit more into this. So she said, well, what do I do with this? Cause I'm running into this and I'm running into that. And here's uh, here's the coaching I gave her in our call. And I, I can't, you know, I can't do 30 minutes of coaching and just a, you know, a 15, 20 minute episode. Um, so I'm going to just share high level. I said to her, I said, number one, you need allies. You need people in this organization who see it the way you see it. So it's not just you saying we need to change this and we need to change that. And if we're serious, we got to do away with this. It can't just be you as the boy saying that. So are there people? So I asked her, are there people? And I, I mentioned off a couple of names that we know that are peers or her boss or different people. Are they, do they see it the way you see it? She said, oh, yeah, this person and that person and that person totally aligned with how I say, OK, great. So you need to go talk to them and you need to you need to present to them. Hey, I, the, what I see is we need to do these. We've either got to do this. And I said, give them two options. We've either we've either got to do option A and make these changes or we've got to do option B and do these things in order to achieve the result. 
And and I, I, I coach her, I said, it's all about the result. It can't be what you think is good. It can't be the way you'd like it to be. It can't be like you, you've got to frame it as if we're committed to delivering that result, let's just say it's a revenue number. If we're committed or profit number, if we're committed to actually doing that or driving this, this part of our business, this new section of our business to deliver that much at the end of this year or the end of next year, whatever it is, if we're committed to that and serious about it, my perspective based on what I'm hearing, the meetings I've been in and the interactions I've had is we need to do option A or option B. You can't go in and say, we have to do this, right? I mean, you could, there are instances where that's appropriate, but it's mu- you're much more likely to get movement if you give a couple of options. We could do this or we could do that. So work really hard to come up with two different options. We need to do this or we need to do that. And then frame it up in any conversation you have is if we're serious about that result, because that instantly puts the other person into the mindset of, oh, what's driving Russ to, to have this conversation is the result that we keep talking about. You need to, you've got to frame it up that way. So you frame it up as if we're serious about that result, then here are the two options that I see that we have. And I said, so find some allies that agree with you that those are two good options. And, and the, the further up on the org chart, the better, the better it is, right? So go find a couple people who see it that way. And then once you've got that done, and by the way, that can take three days, five days. It could take a couple of weeks, whatever, whatever, whatever it is in, in your organization. So you go, you go have those conversations. Now you go to the people, the leaders who you need to make that decision. They might be the obstacle. They might be the ones protecting status quo or not willing to go that way. So now you go to them in a virtual meeting or an in-person meeting or whatever, and it's not just you, it's two or three of you. And, and you're going in and you're presenting, Hey, here are a couple of options that, that we see things that we see need to shift. And I said, now have that conversation with those people who are kind of the obstacles or the decision makers or whatever else, and watch what happens. I said, these are a couple of things you're going to watch. Number one is you're going to watch to see if the allies you brought with you, like your boss or a colleague or some, or your boss's boss or whatever, whatever else, once you start taking incoming fire, like from the other person saying, no, I don't think that we can do that. Or I don't know about that because of this, you watch them. You, you don't speak up first. You let them speak up first to defend the plan, right? So it's not you. And you watch to see if they actually do it. And unfortunately, a good amount of time in, in at times in my career, they abandon you and go hide in the woods. Think about that description I gave earlier. You're marching with the flag up the hill, taking incoming fire. You turn around. You're like, where'd the rest of the army go? Like I thought everybody was like that. We were all doing this. So you're watching and sometimes you're going to see the leaders or your allies, quote unquote allies or the people that are aligned with you. They're going to fold at the first sign of resistance. If that happens, you try to, oh, this is so hard. You try to not be emotional. You're going to be emotional. You're going to feel it if you're passionate, but you do your best to not show it there. So you're massively filtering what you want to say. You're massively managing your body language. Way easier said than done. I've screwed this up so much, you all, in my career. That's why I'm able to teach this. I've seen other leaders screw this up. And so I've done it the wrong way. 
So you want to manage the emotion. It's just about facts and figures and options here. So if the leaders, your allies fold, that's data. That is data. And you have to think about it that way. What I've done at certain times in my career is go, what the crap? Like, what are you, why are you, like, why are you backing this up? And you can't do that. It doesn't work. And so what you might say is, hey, Lisa, hey, Bob, hey, Mike, whatever. Um, how would you respond to what Frank just asked us about that? And if they go, ah, uh, yeah, I guess we could just keep doing it the same way. Oh, really? Not emotional. So you think that these two options that we came in and presented aren't necessary. We can still achieve, make it about the result. We can still achieve the result if we keep doing it the way we're doing it. Watch what they say. If they are totally fearful of the incoming fire, of the person who is resistant, of the other executive in the room, that is data. Now, so I'm going to get to what to do about that in a minute. The other data you're looking for is sometimes those allies, those, those people who are with you, don't fold. A lot of times they do. Sucks. But if they don't fold and they stay with you and they defend it too and they say, yeah, hey, hey Frank, I really think we need to do it this way. And they're backing you up and they're making the argument. That's data. Like that's really powerful data for you. And then you watch the way that Frank or the executive or whomever you're talking to, you're trying to convince to go this way or that way. You watch how they respond. And if they say, well, thank you, Russ and Lisa and Mike for coming in and showing this, we're not changing. We're staying the course. We're going to do it this way. We're going, this is the direction we're going. No emotion. Try to, or you manage it. You're going to feel it. Manage it. That's data that is data you push back a little bit you challenge it respectfully you you're passionate about it well i frank i just don't think we're going to be able to achieve that result if we do it this way or if we don't do this or if we don't and if frank goes well i just see it very differently data okay so now you leave that meeting and let's say frank does agree Let's go with an, another option. Frank agrees and says, okay, that's really interesting, Russ. Can you give me more on that or whatever? And I, you, okay, I can see we need to go this way. Let's further this discussion. That's data. Like that's, that's the victory, right? That's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for seeing it that way. And now whether or not they actually will do it, because sometimes you're working with a leader who's just placating you, like just saying what, what needs to be said in the room. They're a windmill. Whatever way the wind's blowing in the room, that's the way they're pointing. Then you get out of the room and they don't, they, they don't go that direction. Okay. So we, we, we understand that. So you've got data from your colleagues, your peers, your allies that you brought in. Do they stick with you and defend it? Or do they abandon you, abandon the plan at the earliest sign of incoming fire or resistance? If they do, the data you've now collected is they don't believe as passionately as you do in the direction you think we need to go. They don't. They tell you in a phone call, in a text, behind closed doors, privately they do, but they don't. And what you need to know, the data you now have is that at the earliest sign of incoming fire, they will retreat. They will abandon. They will not, they, they will not do that. And, and that's data for you to decide of, do I want to work in this environment? Do I want to walk into meetings and be passionate about this knowing that Lisa and Mike are going to, they're going to abandon me at the earliest sign of resistance or obstacles. Okay. 
you, you aren't going to change them. So it's data, right? Then you're looking at Frank and Frank is not open to any ideas. He's not movable on this stuff. He's not changing directions. He's not willing to really hear or consider, or he's charted a certain course and he's not movable. That's data too. And what you do with that data is you go, do I want to work here? If that's the direction we're going, if that's the strategy, if that's how we're going to go, it's all data. And you got to try to not be emotional about it. So you, you step back from that meeting or that interaction. You go, okay, I've gotten data. My colleagues abandoned me at the earliest sign of resistance. I laugh about it. It sucks. It's so frustrating. It's like heartbreaking when you're super passionate or a driver of innovation, or you really believe in the vision of what we're trying to accomplish. You realize, oh, they aren't willing to, to go cl uh, climb that hill if there's incoming fire. Okay. And you may, with that data, you may go, oh, that's okay. I, I guess I can still do this, but I'm, I'm going to become less passionate about it, or I'm not going to drive it so much, or I've got to allow six months or a year or two years for us to go down this path that we're currently on and see whether or not it works, even though I think it's the wrong path. You do not become bitter. You, you, you don't become resistance in the internal resistance. Nobody wants to work with you. It won't advance your career. You'll be miserable at home, emotionally, mentally. It will be miserable. So if you can't be satisfied in your current environment, if we're not going to go in the direction you think we need to go, you've got to, you've got to think about making a, a change, right? So you're just collecting what, what I like about this approach, what's been valuable for me and for executives that we coach that I've used this with, like the executive I was talking to today, I shared this with her and she's like, oh my gosh, Russ, that's so helpful. Like, I'm going to go do that. I said, okay, well, check in with me. Like I want to hear in the next week or two or however long it takes you to do that, check in with me and I want to hear how this goes be really, really interesting because I could see her leaving that company. If this doesn't go the way that she, cause she's so passionate and she's got skills that if this company doesn't want them right now and they don't want to go in that direction, it's okay. She's got so many options. She can go do something else. Now it sucks because she's invested so much time and energy at this organization to try to help them. And she believes that they can be a, a, a solutions provider and an innovator and leader in this market space, but she might be wrong. So she can go somewhere else and work for a leader or a team that does want to do that. So she, she was super appreciative of it. And made me think, gosh, you need to do a You need to do a podcast episode about this for people who are in that situation who feel that. So I've given, I'm not going to repeat um, the steps, uh, but I hope that's helpful for you. Just rewind if you need if you need those steps that I went through again. Just just rewind or hit the back you know the back thirty second button a, a bunch of times, and um, and listen to that the last ten minutes again. And uh, that is the process, you all, for what you do. This is what's worked for me. What I've seen work for other executives when you are passionate and you're trying to drive certain changes or shifts or priorities and you're facing some resistance. What do you do in that moment? This is what I have seen be successful. I hope that's helpful and uh, give it a shot and just know there are other options. You all I've left companies. I, I've gathered data like I talked about. I've been in those conversations and I've realized, oh, they actually aren't serious 
about that result. Oh, they actually aren't. They being the CEO, the executive team, my boss. Oh, they're not really going to innovate this much. Oh, they're really not serious about that. It's data. I don't hate the people. I don't, I don't become their worst nightmare or enemies or no, nah, I don't have, I don't have time and energy and bandwidth to, to, to have those kinds of th- that, that mindset. I just leave. I shift. It's been really interesting to watch organizations. For me, it's been really interesting to, to watch when that's happened. And by the way, sometimes it plays out differently. They do go in that direction and and, uh, and you got to be careful what you ask for because they put you in charge of it, right? They say, oh, you want to carry the flag? Here it is. And now it's all yours. Good luck. So you, you have to be careful about that too. But in the times when I've left and I five years, two years, three years later, you look at it and you go, look how that company's going backwards. Look how that organization's not innovating. I'm so glad I'm not still there fighting that battle that they actually weren't committed to winning. And it's, it's good. You go put your energy somewhere else and you go create somewhere else. All right. I hope that's helpful. I will talk. I hope you're healthy. Hope you're happy. Hope things are going well for you. I'll talk to you in the next episode of the culture hacks podcast. Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast with Russ Hill.